This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back JT English. JT is an author, a teacher, and currently serves as the lead pastor of Storyline Fellowship in Arvada, Colorado. Previously, JT founded and directed the Village Church Institute in Flower Mound, Texas. He received his PhD in Systematic Theology from Southern Seminary and recently published a great book on how to make disciples in the local church. It's called Deep Discipleship. Let me recommend it to you. Uh, He's married to Macy, and they have two young children. And JT, welcome back. So glad to be back with you, Champ. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. I really enjoyed talking with you last time from Philippians, so I'm looking forward to the passage you've got today. What do you have? So we're just flipping over a few pages in our Bible to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 is one of my favorite verses ever. This is what God's Word says. He, talking about Jesus, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Okay, wow. That's saying a lot, but I'm not even sure I know all that it's saying. So why don't you walk us through that verse, just kind of phrase by phrase, unpack what are the different elements in this verse? Yeah, so so he, specifically Jesus, is the image. I think that's where I want to spend some time. Mm-hmm. Image is such an important word of the Bible. We see that same word appear in the first page of our Bible where humanity mm-hmm. is created in the image of God. We're mm-hmm. made to represent God. We're made to reflect God and extend his glory to all of his creation. Mm-hmm. That's what Adam and Eve were supposed to do, and that's our job. Our job mm-hmm. is to to image God to his world. So what Paul is saying here is, is that Jesus has come to perfectly image God, because we know both from the Bible and from our lives that we make mistakes, we, we have challenge, and there's sin in our life that our first parents and we ourselves aren't perfect image bearers of God. And so Jesus came to perfectly show us what God is like. And that's what we see next. Not only is he the image, he is the image of the invisible God. So this is a God that we couldn't see, we couldn't touch, we couldn't know, we couldn't taste. He, How are we going to know this God who is invisible? And so in his kindness, God makes himself known to us in Christ. Mm. And so one of the ways that I've heard it explained before is that Jesus is like the perfect mirror of what God is like. I'm not sure about the people who are listening, but sometimes we can think about God being one way and Jesus being another way. That, That Jesus is kind of like God, but God the Father is a little bit different than his son, Jesus. And what we're seeing here, what Paul is telling us is that's not right, that Jesus is exactly like God is like. So if you have a picture of of God being maybe distant or aloof or, or not loving you, but you have a picture of Jesus being kind and close and loving you, then you need to change your view of what God is like, Hmm. because God is exactly like Jesus. So you're saying that when we read about Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and he's saying something really nice and kind, uh, when he's doing things that are loving and merciful, we're looking at what God is like. That's exactly right. That that when we see Jesus die on the cross for sinners, or we see Jesus express tenderness, kindness, lowliness, and a gentleness, which is the way most people would describe Jesus, mm-hmm. that we should hear those things and think, God is like that. 
Hmm. God is exactly like Jesus is. And that's really good news for me because sometimes we can have reflections or pictures of what God is like that, that again, might be distant or cold or aloof. Or maybe sometimes people think God is angry with me, mm-hmm. but Jesus is kind towards me. Right. And, and what this passage shows us is, no, that's we have that all wrong, that that Jesus, if Jesus loves you and you can get, get to that point, then you can know God loves me. Yeah, sometimes we think like, oh, yes, Jesus is God. Look, he did this miracle. He did that miracle. He stilled the storm. He raised the dead. See, he's God. But he's God all the time, even in the things that we would think of as being more gentle and lowly, like you said. That's exactly right. And then the passage goes on to say he's the firstborn of all creation. That can be a really challenging passage to understand. Because wait a second, I thought Jesus was God. How is he somehow firstborn? And and what Paul is trying to tell us is, 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 is both beautifully rich, but it's also simple. He's saying Jesus is the one who created everything, and he's also the one who's come to recreate everything. Hmm. That that since he is the firstborn of creation, that we know that the Son of God was there in Genesis chapter 1, that the Father created all things through his Son, and he's now sent his Son both to image him and to bring all things back to himself, to redeem, to buy back, to purchase, and to recreate his creation in his glory. Well, that's really helpful. So let me read it again. This is Colossians 1, verse 15. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says, He, that's speaking of Jesus, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So, JT, how has God used this verse in your life? It's He's used it kind of the way I've described it. I, mm-hmm. I used to have almost like a like a dual picture of what God was like. It was almost a, a multiple personalities, that God the Father has one Uh, way of interacting with me and that Jesus has another way of interacting with me. And when I began to realize that Jesus is exactly like God and God is exactly like Jesus, I began to have a much more intimate relationship with God because I realized I am welcome. I am accepted. Jesus has come to demonstrate God's love for me. And so it's helped me have a a, a picture that, that God isn't distant and aloof, but God is rather near, gentle, and lowly. So if we were to take this verse and actually turn it upside down and say the inverse of it, something where Mm. it's actually exposing what's wrong with our own hearts, how we might misread this passage, what would that sound like? It sounds something like Jesus has come not to reveal God, but to hide God. It's actually a a divine uh, trick that Jesus has come to play on us, that you actually can't know who God is. And if you did, he's the exact opposite of what Jesus is like which is a really scary thought. Could you imagine not knowing what God is like and perhaps living in fear that he's always angry with you or he's always distant from you or he doesn't love you and doesn't care for you. And and Jesus is the exact opposite of what God is like. That would be really bad news. But here we see that that, that, that we have good news, that, that God has a disposition of care and tenderness and love towards us because he is like Jesus. So, these are truths that the Bible is telling us. They're truths that we believe, truths that we embrace with our minds. But how do we take a verse like this and walk it down into the way we live and act and interact with others? I think I think the way that, that God has used this passage in, in my heart in particular is just in prayer. I, this is one of those things that as I sit down and pray, I have to constantly remind myself what God is like. Who am I talking to? And and how does he receive my words? And and, in here, this this is probably not the most theologically accurate way of saying it, but it's it's like a it's like me as God's son. I get to come into the tender arms of my loving father and express any desire, express any pain, express any hurt or suffering. 
I can just talk about what I'm walking through and that Jesus in the spirit and our father is going to hear those things the same way the most kind, loving, gentle father would. So JT, when people are done with this podcast and they've turned it off and maybe they've got a few minutes left in their drive, what are some things that families can discuss together or individuals can think about as they move into their day? I think it's really just a, a conversation about God's love. I, I, I think that we always want to be bringing passages like this back to God loves us. He has shown us what he's like in Jesus. And you don't have to be afraid of some invisible God having some kind of grudge against you because the invisible God has made himself visible in Jesus and that we get to have a loving relationship with him. And so as maybe you sit down as a family tonight, or even right now, as you're driving in the car, you can pray to this God who wants to hear from you, mm. who wants to draw close to you, who wants to be near with you and hears everything that we have to say. Well, let's do that right now together. JT, would you just pray this verse for all of us? Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. You bet, champ. I'd be delighted to. Father, thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus, who is the perfect representation of who you are and what you are like. We are so thankful for him and for what he has done for us in his cross, death, burial, and resurrection, that we now can experience salvation and can be full of your Holy Spirit. We are so thankful for what Jesus has done in making you known and in coming to save us. We say these things in his name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.